Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a very special guest today. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George is best known for his role as executive vice president in the Trump Organization, having worked for Donald for close to 47 years. He's been a judge on the TV show The Apprentice. He taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. He's the best-selling author of two books on real estate and negotiation, and he's represented some of the most famous and wealthy families in the New York area. When I go to New York, it's hard to go more than a couple of blocks without George having a first-hand story of a specific building or landmark. George, great to have you here. There we go. That's good. Good to see you all. Well, George, what an incredible week. Today, a new president was inaugurated. What are you feeling? It's going to be mixed up for a while. Right now, if I were in a business, I'd like to get to get into the crystal ball business. <laughs> I think that would be very good for the next uh, few months or a year even. You, you sell out every one you have. The, the big problem they have is that getting this COVID under control. And the effect that it's going to have on business or investing is, uh, you know, it's, it's anybody's guess right now. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at, for example, the hotel industry, we're probably not going to see a return to travel till the second half of the year. I mean, how many businesses are sitting enough cash to withstand a 60% decline in revenue for 18 months? No question. No question about it. What's, what's going to happen there is just, it's, uh, it's mind-boggling. I mean, it's not only a hotel. Think, think, what about the cruise, the cruise lines? We've got all these uh, the ships, that uh, huge expenditures. And, uh, when are people going to start taking cruises? It's a, it's a, not a message. Just it's so unclear. So everything that you do is going to be a guess. And people are. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned with the smaller businesses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, bigger, the bigger ones, some of they'll survive. A lot of them have have a lot of cash. Uh, that's been around, and they've had also had uh, major companies that have bought into it that own shares. So I think uh, on the long run they'll they'll be they'll be okay, and I think that they'll get a lot they can get a lot of money from the uh, Fed on very low rates. That you're just going to pump money into the economy like you've never seen. But what effect does that have in the future? I, we, we don't know. It's, it's scary times. I'm I'm staggered by Janet Yellen's pounding on the table that, you know, spend faster, spend faster. I mean, especially considering her prior role as Fed chairman. Yeah. Is that interesting? It's, it's shocking. <laughs> it's, what's interesting is how fast they change. Yeah. Depending on which side you're on. <laughs> so it's it's uh, the, the philosophy and the, uh, what, what they, they, what they predict and just, it's, it's amazing. They get on the other side. Oh yeah. Now we we'll spend all we want. So, George, what's your perspective? We won't spend too much time on this, but obviously we've witnessed some incredible things that we never would have predicted over the course of the past month. Uh, you know Donald perhaps better than anyone else on earth, for, at least from a business perspective. Is he, I don't know, What are your? what's your perspective? What are your thoughts? Has he lost his marbles? No, he hasn't, he hasn't lost his marbles uh, at all. It's part of the character. He uh, can't stand defeat. It's just not in his makeup that he could uh, lose and be a, a good a good loser. It's not his part, not his style. Not if uh, if it uh, if he lost there's some reason, there's some something involved. It couldn't be him. That's the the, the complex. He's got a superiority complex that is unmar un, 
unmatched as anybody I've ever seen. Uh, that doesn't mean that he's, he's gone off the deep end by any means. Uh, however, it, it does affect uh, his belief or his thinking that he can get other people to think the same way he has, even if, uh, if he just says that it's going to be true. And the truth is he got the, what, the 70, 60 million people or what have you that believed him with, with him. I still think he will be a force somehow in the future. And if he's, a lot of the things that are going on now, I see that he's softening his tone, which is too late, but that's fine. It's not, it's never too late. Uh, but he couldn't do a lot of the things and still maintain his control of the base. There are people that think he's absolutely the best and he looked out for him and he did. He did a lot of good things. He did a lot of bad things. But the difference is uh, a businessman is not a politician and a politician is not a businessman. So that's really the basic, uh, the, the basic problem. But all, all things considered, I'm happy Biden won. I'm happy at this point because I think the thing, the, the, the thing that drove uh, Trump or got, it, got, got him was really the, the virus, the pandemic. I think that, was that, that basically is, is what sunk him, sunk him in that uh, he got something that's not within his control and somehow the people want to blame it on somebody. Who are you going to blame it on? Blame it on the president. I don't think it makes a difference who it was, who, who the president was. I think that was the factor that really uh, was, was his downfall. This too, we shall see. Uh, I'm very anxious to see uh, what, what is going to come out with the new administration. They're talking a lot of things uh, that are on the table. So I, I question how, whether they're really going to get done or how they're going to get done. There's just a, a voluminous, a different, and... Uh, it's not going to work unless you get the, uh, both, both houses of Congress to work together, which is a feat. I don't care whether it's 50, 50, 51, to get them all together, it's, uh, it, it's a, an impo- not an impossibility. It's just difficult because of all the animosity that has been created. Well, when we talked about this last month, obviously changing administrations, uh, it looked as though the Republicans would retain control of the Senate. Now it looks like they have a free hand controlling both houses and the executive branch? Not really. No, not, not I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't think they have a free hand because I think that uh, some of the, there, there are cooler heads in the uh, Democratic Party which are going to uh, worry about getting reelected and, and they're just not going to go straight party lines. I don't see that, see that at all. I, I see that uh, they're going to have to learn to work together and uh, see what comes out. I don't, I don't see anything that drastic or dramatic in spite of what was uh, the rhetoric that was, uh, came up when they were talking about the, the election and what he was going to do. Uh, I, I, I just don't see it. Some of those things are never going to happen. And some of those things shouldn't happen. What's he going to do with the wall? He's going to tear it down? Right. What are you going to do? You're going to leave it there. All right. And uh, he's, he's opening the borders for... Uh, talking about uh, opening and saying, fine, if we're going to have more immigration, that's, that's going to backfire. That's a problem. It's going to be. So a lot of the things that, that I hear or were said, I don't be- believe will come to fruition. And maybe they will, but it's going to be a lot longer. And it's got to be uh, put off until they get the COVID problem some, on some, some degree of control. 
because it's a it's a mess uh, and uh, with all the businesses and what the effect it has on business and the effect that it has on people's lives. They don't trust anything anymore. They don't trust the government. They don't trust uh, the vaccines. They don't trust uh, anything that is being said. They've had too many different variations of the same concept or the same theme. They're just totally suspicious of everything and everybody. That's no way to run a country. There's no doubt that uh, Joe Biden has come out swinging today. He is going to be canceling the permit for the Keystone Pipeline. The fact is the oil is going to continue to flow. Instead of flowing safely in a pipeline, it's going to be travel traveling by rail car. Oh, you figured that yeah. out. <laughs> you figured that out. I can't believe it. The rest of the, the rest of the people don't figure it out. Yeah. Just going to go by pipeline. So what will happen? So the oil will go, will go with a different one. It will go with trucks or with, with, with cars. And the price may change, so it'll go yeah. up. But it's not going to stop. Well, that's right. I mean, it's probably happy because Burlington Northern Santa Fe is going to be carrying all that oil in tanker cars. Mm-hmm. But it's not safer. Not. It's not saving the, the environment. No, it's not. It's not a question. It's it, it, that saving face. That saving face. You're not going to see the, 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 you're not going to give up fracking. They're not going to give up the oil. You're not going to end up giving up all your, uh, uh, your cars. Uh, operating on uh, on gasoline for for the next twenty years, uh, maybe it'll happen in twenty years, but it's not going to happen in the next five. Uh, so a lot of the concepts which relate to the Green Deal are fine ideas conceptually, but they're not going to work, and monetarily they certainly won't work. So it's uh, it, it, it sounded good, and, and that sounded good, and there were a lot of people that were enthralled by what was being said. But most of them are the younger people. They're just unhappy with what's going with the way we, the way the country has been run by the, uh, the politicians. And I can't blame them. So I think they, that was one of the reasons they turned out almost in mass. And if you gave them, if you told them, fine, I'll give you an extra few thousand dollars. You don't have to work. I think they'd probably agree with it. So it's a, we're going through a, a change but this, this too, I think, will, will pass. Uh, cooler heads will prevail over because they have to. When you get down to the mathematics that are involved and you get down to the dollars, and if you want to keep the, a vibrant country with people working, you're going to have to uh, come up with, with concepts that, that work for everybody or work for the majority of the people. I think Trump's biggest push was he appealed to the middle class to the people that felt they weren't in the upper class, they weren't in the lower class, they were middle class, but everybody's ignoring them. And he was their voice. Now who's their voice? I think it, they're not going to go to the hard left. They're not going to go to the hard right. They're still there. And it's, so you're going to have to have some way that the politicians are going to appease that group because if not, they're going to be out of office in two years. I don't know if you noticed, but the the uh, in this in the uh, house, the Republican the Democrats lost uh, lost quite they a did. few seats. They absolutely did. You know they did, and everybody said, "Oh well, yeah, we still have the majority." But that's an indication that in the lower areas of the various states, the people are not listening to what's going on solely by party. They're now interested what's going on in my area, my county, and my community, and my city. So it's, it's different. And I think that you're going to have a, a, that that effect is going to come back to haunt, not to haunt. It's going to be part of the politics in the next few years. Now, one of the things that's been talked about, obviously, the Democrats are looking at raising taxes in a number of ways and not just things that would affect residential real estate, but more importantly, commercial real estate. 
talking about higher tax rates for inclusion rates for capital gains, talking about uh, step up in basis, talking about you know uh, loss carrybacks being being eliminated, all these different things, eliminating the 1031 exchange. Yeah, but again, when you when you get down to they're, they're all mm-hmm. fine. But that's just, when they say it's, it's talking points. The idea of soaking the rich to help the poor has been going right. on for years, uh, and it will it will continue. But a number of things which are being proposed. So now, so you don't do a 1031 exchange. So what? That was a convenience for somebody to save the save the capital gains and nevertheless change change the properties that were involved. Same thing with the capital gains. If you reduce the capital gains rate, so people won't sell, right? Or they'll sell sooner. They just won't listen to the, they won't go along with the capital gains. So uh, a lot of these things would come up. Yeah, they'll have an effect. But if in fact you cut off capital gains, and I'm not saying they should or they shouldn't at this point, but if you make it attractive, what about the the taxes you're going to get from the sale of cap from the capital gains if people don't sell? So there's a source of income. So it's looking at it from a different perspective. You have to say, also, what is this income producing for the government? If the answer is yes, they'll probably do it, and they'll do something along the lines. And when the the uh, tax people look look at these things very carefully, they're going to come up with some ideas. Not necessarily or in any way connected with what was proposed or said was going to happen with the Democratic Party to get elected. Yeah, that makes sense. And after all, if 1031 is gone, Opportunity Zone still exists. Uh, there's another vehicle, right? So what is it? So right. what is it? The 1031 is the equivalent was a cap was to avoid yeah. a capital gain. That's all. So I put it off. So I swap properties that I think are better and, uh, and I won't have to pay a capital gain. Now, what it does affect, hey, if I swapped it at this point, there are still taxes on recording deeds and uh, and and uh, transfer of property, so you lose that. I, I don't I don't see it as being a a major uh, element, but it I wouldn't say no, I wouldn't say yes, but I would take whatever they said they were going to do with the whole sacred salt because I just don't think it's going to work. When they finally, when they get somebody to put the the pencil to the paper and figure out what's it going to cost yeah. on a basis, is how is it going to bring in more income to the government, which needs the income because of the amount of expenditures that they borrowed for COVID? So you're going to look at something. How do we induce more income, more taxes? Not how do I create? How do I restrict business? Different concept. Yes, yes. but. Having said that, real estate is is the still is the way to go. That's not going to change, in my estimation. It'll, it's going to be there, and it's, a, it's about the safest investment that you can have for people who know what they're doing. The people always have to have a place to live, a place to work, and over a period of time, there's always been an appreciation on, of real estate, and I think that that is it's good. I do think that if in the short term. Certainly, they're going to be very some very attractive deals because the same concern which you and I are talking about now is triple it for the average person. You might say, maybe the time has come to sell and get the cash and do that. That's a and that, that you need that uh, thought process for a lot of people to create a very attractive investment opportunity. That's my feeling. Well, uh, love. 
I don't know. It's okay, but that's what it is. <laughs> I love the perspective. But having said that, having said that, I would suggest to all of them that are now on us, uh, and especially those that will join us uh, on the next go-round, reserve judgment. Don't move so fast. A lot of things that were said are not going to happen. A lot of things that weren't said are going to happen. So just uh, sort of hold back a bit before you do anything drastic to let the, the smoke clear and, and become apparent which way it's going to go, which way things are going to go. And I think you're going to see a lot different than what was said. Wow, I love to hear George's opinion. You definitely get the sense that George has a very balanced perspective on the politics in Washington. He's not blindly for or against any individual. He sees their strengths and weaknesses, their approach to problem solving. With a full understanding, there's no single right answer, just pros and cons. Sometimes you have to make decisions that will result in winners and losers, and that just comes with the territory. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.